you think you know what we're going to talk about. But unfortunately, I fell down a damn rabbit hole and I've not gotten out yet. <laughs> Knife bros. I literally googled Sebastian Stan hands. But just when you least expect it, we changed the game. Well, yeah, because like, usually in astrology, they would partner up air signs with fire signs. All right, you can, you can huggle. Time travel stories. and At the end of the day, only one thing matters. We decide. Well, we should make it a topic. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I didn't take German in school. I barely took, I took Spanish and I don't remember any of it. Three Fates Decide podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to Three Fates Decide. My name is Sam and I am here with my co-host Liz. Say hello. Hi. And unfortunately our other co-host Mary is a bit under the weather, so she will not be joining us for this discussion. For our head talk tonight, uh, Mm -hmm. or today, whenever you decide to listen to us, uh, we're going to be talking about like nutrition and diets and fitness. All in one, a little, you know, bodily health uh, TED Talk today. Yep. As I may have, I know I mentioned definitely in like the New Year's uh, episode, I had started a year challenge with my trainer and, you know, in terms of fitness where I actually just hit my 90 day mark yesterday and, uh, you know, have lost a couple of inches and things like that. And, you know, some, one of the things that I'm still struggling with is the nutrition aspect. And I was just telling, you know, Liz, before we, we signed on here is that I've always been one or the other. So any time during my life, when I was on a diet, I was full blown, like all about the nutrition. I never liked working out. Now I've gotten to the point where I actually enjoy working out and I'm struggling with the nutrition. So that counterbalance is uh, is a struggle, but you know I think I'm starting to get things I need to kind of you know not necessarily remove completely, but cut um, and uh, see see what happens from there. And you know, Liz, I know you you like uh, like me have done a couple of things throughout your life, and you know I don't know what struggles you've dealt with. Oh yeah. Um... I mean, I've, 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 I have similar struggles to you as well. I mean, I'm not naturally an athletic person. You just don't feel like doing a lot of exercising um, a lot of the time just because, like, maybe your life really is honestly busy and it's, like, the last thing you feel like dealing with is, like, going to the gym mm-hmm. or trying to run two miles or whatever it is when you can – you can't – run one mile because you're <laughs> you know your energy sucks <laughs> and you can't breathe <laughs> oh no it's like flashbacks of gym class again i know right yeah um, um yeah that was that was a mess the i don't know about your gym classes in school but like i had to do like the one mile run you know and it's like you're 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 supposed to be able to run it within like i don't know like 10 minutes or something like that a whole mile but like I'm oh, I'm always like those kids that end up taking like 20 minutes or half an hour because I'm like, I can only sprint like the first like, you know, maybe 100 meters or whatever. But then like, I'm like dying. Yeah. yeah. No, I hate cardio. So I'm, I'm with you. I'm not a runner by any means. And that's something my my trainer and I need to come to an understanding because he keeps talking about how like once it gets warm out, we're going to run. And I'm like, yeah, you're running by yourself because I'm not doing it. <laughs> like I hate running. I hate it. Yeah. I don't even know how my brother got started on that because he's a runner. I mean, he's ran the New York City Marathon a couple times already. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I give I give people uh, credit for for like doing that. Yeah. No. Mm-mm. Yeah, that nope, that's nope. that's not me. That, that's never <laughs> me. <laughs> oh God! But um, yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. Like I, I was like you though. Like I hated going to. Like I was one of those people that I was like, I'm going to start going to the gym, and I would buy that gym membership, and then I would waste so much money because I wouldn't go, and it would take me like a year 
to like cancel it and like it's not easy to cancel a gym membership like gyms do not understand uh, yeah. that, you know like uh, what was it uh, an episode on friends like trying to quit the gym and like you know how difficult it it's it's true I mean not as dramatically as they did it but like they do the thing the hoops they make you go through some gyms not all of them but some gyms make you go through in order to quit is like ridiculous right. it's like how dare you quit the gym and blah, blah blah it's like well what if I'm moving out of the state and your gym isn't where I'm moving to like you know whatever but right but yeah so um I figured we would start with stuff that I'm kind of struggling with now which is definitely more of the nutrition side um so I'm gonna go through a couple of facts that I found online as well as things that like I've been told you know going through life and you know talking to different people and obviously dealing with the various different diets that I've done so basically number one added sugar is a disaster if something has added sugar in it it is processed foods it is so unhealthy for you do not like try to avoid at all costs sugar is not your friend (laughs) yeah and I mean you know uh, natural sugar like you have like you know fruits that have like that natural sweetness and whatever that's one thing but like you know those empty like I hate processed foods like I try trying so hard not to eat them because I know about you know the amount of sugar that they add in and like there's you know it's so try and stay away from like processed foods and anything that has that added sugar into it because you're you're basically you have a, a basically the added sugar can cause obviously obesity heart disease and type 2 diabetes none of those is fun no it's not no i mean yeah i mean it's true because like i i you know struggle with that and i'm also actually genuinely concerned about like the issue with the diabetes because i my family both sides of my family actually do do have a history of type 2 because um not that i'm gonna make this a long story but apparently uh east asian people um have a higher are like one of those groups of people who are higher risk actually of uh ending up with type 2 diabetes i mean there's 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 some theories as to why that is but you know i'm not going to get into it right now or anything but but based off of like my many extended family members yeah it's it's true i mean it 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 got like for for a lot of us um the type 2 diabetes actually got noticeable when we left hong kong basically and we're eating like an american diet it was really bad um one of my uncles actually i as i think he stopped taking medication like quite a few years ago actually because he started changing his diet and he tried fitting in more exercise like he'll Mm -hmm. walk a lot more and he actually lost weight and he basically stopped taking the diabetes medication because he didn't need it anymore because his blood sugar levels got you know stabilized and went back to like more of your normal range of up and down so yeah but but you know i do still have a few members of my family that have had issues with like their sugar and if not actual type 2 diabetes so yeah yeah like they're like hyperglycemic or whatever right yeah yeah and and uh as a side note like i it's been it i really should see my primary care doctor again i've seen my OBGYN, but i haven't seen my intern um my internist yet um in quite a while but Last time I saw her, I had to do, you know, the blood test for, you know, your normal checkup. And she's in the test, like my sugar level was okay. But then there's the other test where it's like your, I guess it's like a three month average or something like that, sugar level or whatever. And that was actually kind of somewhat elevated because i guess like the previous couple of months or so i did 
I my diet was a bit carby. And she warned me that it does potentially put me in like a pre-diabetic status, which like made me very worried. And now I'm worried about that. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, I hate like when you have like they tell you like, oh, you're like, you know, inching closer. And it's like, no, <laughs> no. I know. So big important thing we'll get into uh, in, a, in a bit, but I'll just say this. There's no perfect diet for everyone because everyone's body is different, reacts to certain foods differently, things like that. Some people thrive on one type of diet and don't do well on another type. So like me, I've tried several different kinds. Some I did very, very well. Some I didn't do well at all. So definitely, you know, want to experiment try some out, see what works for you. Um, and, you know, kind of go from there. Don't just follow, you know, someone else, like see what works for you. That's, that's a big, big thing. Yes, it is. Artificial trans fats are very, very, very unhealthy. And if you want to know what that is, it's basically when vegetable oils are uh, high, high, I can't say this word, Hydrogenized. Thank you. <laughs> I'm like in my head, I'm like, I'm not, I'm going to butcher this word, but yes. And it can actually cause like several chronic diseases if you have too much of it, like over time. Um, again, just like abdominal obesity, inflammation, heart disease. I've heard cancer too. It's, you know, so not to scare anybody, but it's just, it's not good for you. So you want to you know, pay attention to what's on the labels. Yep. Eating vegetables will improve your health. I think everyone knows this. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> they, they, they do. And yet, uh, a lot of people in the U.S., at least, do not eat enough vegetables. I mean, some of us do, but yeah, many do know, not. I was, I mean, I like vegetables. Don't get me wrong. I just, I didn't eat enough, but... You have to kind of find a way to make them, especially if like you're not a huge vegetable eater, make them bearable. I have found my favorite way to eat vegetables, and it doesn't really matter what kind of vegetable it is. I love to roast them with some oil. And, oh my God, they are so good with a little bit of like salt and pepper, not too much salt, but a little bit right. of salt and pepper. Oh my God, it is so good. Yeah. They, they taste so much better when they're roasted. Yeah, I know. Uh, obviously, there's olive oil is always good. Mm -hmm. um, canola oil. Uh, a lot of those like nut oils are generally good unless you got allergies to them. Um, right. Sesame is actually very nice. Mm. Yeah. Like, especially like if you're somebody who has eaten a lot of Korean food, you would have noticed that in Korean cuisine, they use a lot of sesame oil in their dishes so it has like that nutty fragrance to it um but yeah any of those like would probably be very good for your roasting and well frying although frying is generally not good but you know if you had to do some frying at you know from your own like home cooking or whatever like at least try to use like vegetable oil or something so it's like you're not using like trans fats or whatever mm -hmm. Yeah. Carbohydrates. There's actually some that aren't that bad for you and some that are very bad for you. I think people hear carbohydrates and automatically it's like, oh, that's, you know, they're bad for you, blah, blah, blah. Your body actually needs carbohydrates, not a huge amount, but you want to have enough carbohydrates, especially when you're trying to burn fat because your body needs to eat something. And if you don't have enough of fats and carbohydrates, then it, it starts attacking other things that you don't want it to, but refined carbohydrates. So like your white breads and, you know, like your basically white breads are, uh, are, are the bad ones. But if you have whole wheat, green beans, there's certain vegetables and fruits that automatically have carbohydrates in them. Those are called refined carbs and they use a refined flour. So they're more, they're healthier for you. 
those are the kind of carbs that you want to kind of stick to. Not overdo with them, obviously, but try and stay away from like the white flour. Yeah. Things, which is, you know, your pastas and your pizzas and all the good stuff that tastes delicious. Yeah. I mean, like, related to like our uh, earlier talk about like what we struggle with, like for me in terms of food, I I enjoy carbs. Um, I mean, I, I I like to joke about how it's because I'm Chinese that I have to eat rice, but it, it's <laughs> only but it's only sort of a joke. It's not completely a joke. Um, well, that's like me. I'm Italian. I should eat, eat pasta. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's also yeah it's also pretty bad because like I do actually enjoy eating noodles a lot actually. Um, you know it's like if yeah I mean like soup noodles, ramen. Mm -hmm. That's you know Mm -hmm. that sort of thing like soba udon. You know, and it's not even just soup noodles either. It's like you know the pan fried stuff like you know lo mein or chow mein or whatever. Yep, that stuff. I enjoy that stuff too. But you know, uh, as we'll discuss a little bit later, like what we've are currently doing and have been trying is that you know i've i've learned how to control that a little bit better that i don't have to give those things up but i have to be more conscious of like what i'm eating exactly is the key thing yeah yeah no absolutely so the term diet a lot of nutritionists and stuff don't like to use that term because diets technically don't work it's really a whole lifestyle change because if you do a quote-unquote diet and this happens to a lot of people it's called the yo-yo dieting where you lose the weight and then you're like oh yay I can go back to my normal eating habits that you were doing prior and you gain all the weight back so when you want to lose weight you really need to commit to that lifestyle change because even after you lose the weight you then have to maintain so it's a constant adjustment. Um, and it's not, and it doesn't mean you can't have the things that you want. You know, I am a big believer in if there's something that you really want that you can't get out of your head, you know, you're craving it, whatever, everything in moderation is fine. It's fine. If you, you know, don't eat sweets all the time, even though you love them and you you know you're going to a party and they're going to have you know, cake or whatever, enjoy, not go crazy, but enjoy a piece of cake, you know, like don't starve yourself of the things that you love because it's actually going to make it harder for you to maintain. Because like in, in my experience, I at one point went so hard on a diet where I didn't allow myself anything. And it was like the moment I let myself have a little something, I fell off that wagon so hard. Because it was like, oh my god, I forgot what this goodness tasted like. <laughs> yeah, give it to me. <laughs> so yeah, I know. You really need to make it a lifestyle change, but still allow yourself to enjoy the things that you want in moderation. Everything needs to be in moderation. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Unfortunately, I wish I could be one of those people that could eat whatever they wanted and never gain weight. Some people yeah, are just lucky. Yeah, I mean, this isn't, yeah, unfortunately, this is not like 20 years ago where we were like stupid teenagers who just did whatever we wanted and didn't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. We are not those teenagers anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, actually, mine was more as like a kid because I was so active that I just burned everything off. So I was so skinny as a kid. And then it was like I hit puberty and I stopped being as active. Like I wasn't doing as many sports and stuff. And that was that. That was the end of my yeah, my skinniness. <laughs> yeah. Um. So again, kind of learning how to balance working out doesn't mean you can eat whatever you want. Now, depending on how often you work out and how fast you get your metabolism, it doesn't you know mean that you have to be on as strict of a diet as like people, or excuse me, as strict of a nutrition plan, I'll say, as people who aren't exercising as often because your metabolism is just gonna be like going, going, going. And I just know for me, like right now I work out four days a week. I'm hungry 
all the time because I'm just working out so much. My body's just burning these fats and, you know, burning everything so quickly that it's like, you know, I can, I can't go too long without eating something. So that's when, you know, you have to make the, those conscious choices and make sure that you make the correct ones. But if I, you know, and as I mentioned, because I don't eat as well as I should, you know, I still, I indulge a little bit too much. I haven't lost as much as I wanted in the first 90 days. I still am very proud of what I've done, but you know, I know if I had been a little bit stricter on myself and I probably would have done better, but at the same time, people also need to understand if you are working out a lot, especially like weightlifting and things like that, you're going to gain weight. And that's why, like, and we'll go into this when we talk about our diets and stuff, but like Weight Watchers to me, drove me nuts because they are so into the mindset of the scale when like scale isn't the only aspect I like with my challenge I'm going only based on inches yes I still weigh myself just so that I know like I want to focus more on how many inches I lose as opposed to how much weight I'm losing because at the same time while I'm burning off the fat I'm gaining muscle mass so it's like you know really you want to know what your body mass index is um your BMI however just for all of you I just actually learned this not too long ago BMIs were based originally like the person that created the BMI was based off of white males because they were in the best shape so it really is not correct for everybody because like women you know we our bodies are different you know based on your um ethnicity you know certain uh people carry different you know like you can't go based off of just white adult males and say well that's what it is for everybody because that's not how it works (laughs) so don't be hard on yourself if like you go to the doctor and they're like oh you're morbidly obese according to the quote-unquote bmi maybe but everyone based off of your weight not how much muscle you have or you know how it's it's all it's technical it's stupid (laughs) yeah what i have to say about that yeah i mean it's kind of tough because it's like on the one hand you know some of these things that we're using or is commonly used it may or may not really be that accurate actually but then on the other hand, for people who are struggling with like whether whether your ultimate goal is actually weight loss or, you know, just you want to be more fit or whatever it is, you also kind of need like some kind of a target, you know, some kind of metric mm-hmm. to compare yourself to because it's like how do you know you're really achieving the thing you're achieving if you don't have some kind of a number mm-hmm. you know or something well tangible is not really the right word but you, you know like a certain goal you can aim for you know right. i mean right. yeah so yeah bmi is not completely accurate but you know it is a data point to consider as like one of the things to compare yourself to in order to see the progress i mean it's not perfect but you know it is one um you're using inches um for me since i'm not like a super i'm not like doing as much fitness as you are um i mean inches would be good but my my goal was not extremely aggressive i guess you could say so I was fine with like using the scale to kind of be my visual target of like what I'm aiming for just because it's like the most basic, the most straightforward thing for me to aim for. And, you know, my, yeah. Yeah. And like, I, and I've mentioned to you, like, you know, uh, outside of this recording was that like, you know, my goal was like 
pretty modest and pretty basic. I mean, like any, literally anybody, any of you listening to this episode could totally try to do the same goal I'm doing, you know, because it's not, it's not like a crazy goal that I'm trying mm-hmm. to achieve. So, yeah. So I, I could be like your every person, average person kind of person, you know, example. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it, it's all every, like I said, it's whatever makes you feel comfortable. Um, I just, you know, me going based off of weight made me more stressed and which is not good when you're trying to lose weight. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, absolutely. So if, if you are like me and you don't want to, you know, focus on the scale because not everything is scale based, like I said, especially if you are working out as well. There is an app that I am currently using now, which is called Me360, and the three and 60 are spelled out. <laughs> and what you do is you scan your body, you use your camera phone, and you scan your body, you know, it takes a picture of you facing front and then off to the side, and it measures your body, so inches and whatever. And obviously, it's not perfect, but it gives you a general idea because I was also using like a measuring tape. So it was actually pretty darn close for like my stuff, which made me happy. Um, but it also measures your approximate body fat and your lean body mass. So out of your weight, how much is, you know, your lean, you know, your good body fat as opposed to your non good body fat. So right. um, it, it is very informative. I'm, you know, I'm going to do it once a week just to see how I do, um, you know, and just kind of keep an, keep an eye on it, especially since like, that's kind of what I'm using as my, you know, weight thing. So yeah. So if you are doing like me, that is a, an option. It's a very good app. Me 360. All right. So let's go into the different types of diets and then we can talk about what we've done. So I found a website. It says the nine most popular weight loss diets that people do. Uh, they're not the comp like, you know, like Weight Watchers or Jenny Craig or anything like that. We'll go into that too. But these are just different types of diets that people do. So number one is the paleo diet. And it emphasizes on whole foods, lean proteins, vegetables, fruits, nuts, and seeds, and discourages processed foods, sugar, dairy, and grains. So some people kind of like the flexibility. I feel like this is kind of like the more common type of diet. Right. Um, So some of the benefits are it is effective in reducing risk factors for heart disease, such as cholesterol, blood sugar, triglycerides, and blood pressure. The downside is that it eliminates whole grains. uh, And dairy, which are healthy and nutritious because like dairy actually provides good fats that again your body needs to burn when you're active or whatever so not all fats and carbs are bad for you people i promise you just have to learn Mm -hmm. how to get the proper amount without going too much and there are, are things that you can do so i can get into that too number two is the vegan diet which i will never ever 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 do i love my meat too much (laughs) It's considered the strictest form of vegetarianism. It eliminates meats, dairy, eggs, anything animal derived. Right. Um, so that includes gelatin, honey, uh, whey, like c- certain forms of vitamin D and things like that. Yep. I mean, hey, if you're if you're for that, then more power to you. I I can't do that. Plant-based diets are linked to reduce the risk of heart disease, type 2 diabetes, and premature death, which, hey, that's very always positive. Uh, right. Limiting processed meat may also reduce your risk for Alzheimer's disease and dying from heart disease or cancer. So those are some pretty darn positives. However, um, downsides is that because they eliminate animal foods completely, they may be low in several nutrients, including vitamin B12, vitamin D, iodine, iron, calcium, zinc, and omega-3 fatty acids, which are very, very important for the human body. It helps with your brain function and things like that. So 
There you go. Yeah. As as good as the uh the positives are, the negatives are pretty darn bad too. Right, because if you were to go vegan, you would have to do a lot of research to figure out um how to compensate for not getting enough of the nutrients that you would be getting from like animal sources. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I mean that that's why like, you know, a lot of the really good vegan dishes that I've come across will include like a lot of like beans and mushrooms and, you know, certain types of vegetables um and and also like things like um tofu to um kind of compensate for like some of those um nutrients especially like uh protein and, you know, some of the vitamins that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um Oh, yeah, and another negative thing that, like, you didn't mention, I guess, like, because it didn't come up in your list, was um, the fact that technically certain foods that are bad for you are vegan. So just because you're on a vegan diet does not necessarily mean that everything you're eating is actually good for you. True. I mean, yeah, I mean, when you think about it, like, if you were to, say, do, like, I don't know, like, vegetable tempura or something, and you found a recipe for the batter where it does not, it definitely does not use, like, eggs or any such thing, it's still fried food. I mean, you can't change that. Right. Exactly. (laughs) But it's vegan. Yeah. Right. Also, you know, a lot of pastries you know, are technically vegan as well. I mean, like, especially if it doesn't have chocolate in it, you know, because, like, chocolate uses, like, you know, milk, right. you know, especially milk chocolate and things like that. So, you know, a lot, so a lot of those pastries will be technically, um, you know, vegan, especially if you also don't include milk or dairy. But, you know, those could be high in calories, too, and yeah. extra sugar. So it's like... Is it really healthy for you? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's just because you're <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It doesn't mean you can eat more carbs that don't have the animal-based products in it. Speaking of, next one is a low-carb diet, which would be like your keto type of thing. Uh, it emphasizes on limited amounts of protein and fat while completely limiting your carb intake. And basically turns uh, the fatty acids into ketones. I have done this, and I'll talk about that. Benefits uh, reduces your appetite, makes you feel less hungry, leading automatically to a reduction of calorie intakes. Um, And it may benefit major disease risk factors such as blood triglycerides, cholesterol levels, blood sugar levels, insulin levels, and blood pressure. However, some people have an increase in what's called the bad or the LDL cholesterol because of what they're eating instead of the carbs. And in extreme rare cases, low-carb diets can cause a serious condition called non-diabetic ketoacidosis. And it seems to be more common in lactating women and can be fatal if left untreated. However, Low-carb diets are safe for a majority of people. I don't recommend doing it long-term, though. Right. Oh, and then you have the Atkins diet, which is basically, like, no carbs. <laughs> but it's a, another low-carb diet. The reason right. that was on here as well. Yeah. Um, and then you have your intermittent fasting, which I don't know how people do this, but they swear by it certain ways that you can do it. There's the 16-8 method, which involves skipping breakfast and restricting your daily eating period to eight hours, subsequently fasting for the remaining 16 hours of the day. Uh, The eat-stop-eat method, which involves 24-hour fast once or twice per week on non-consecutive days. 5-2 diet, on two non-consecutive days of the week, you restrict your intake to 500 to 600 calories. You do not restrict intake on the five remaining days. And then the warrior diet, which is eat small amounts of raw fruits and vegetables during the day and one huge meal at night. Those are the different ways that you can do the intermittent fasting. 
You know, yeah, actually, you know, it, it's kind of funny. Um, I didn't realize this at the time, but looking back on it, I kind of realized that there was a period of time where I did accidentally actually do this intermittent fasting because um, a few years, like this, this was like back in like my early 20s, like my college years and stuff like that, you know, like when you would end up staying up late at night and then you wake up really late the next morning unless you had to get up for a class or something on the weekends i would sleep in really late like it was normal for me to like still not get out of bed until like you know almost 10 o'clock so it's like at that point i didn't even bother really eating breakfast like maybe i'll make myself a cup of coffee or something mm-hmm. and then i just wait two hours for lunch and then technically the only meals i ate all day you know, all day that weekend was lunch and dinner, which as you were saying, like one example of like an intermittent fasting was like basically skipping breakfast and just having two meals a day. So mm-hmm. it's like I accidentally was doing that, <laughs> realizing it <laughs> on the weekends. <laughs> hey, you know, <laughs> what's what's crazy is that they say that uh, the intermittent fasting is not as beneficial for women as it is for men. And again, this is what I was saying before with like BMI and stuff like women and men are built completely differently. First of all, women, a lot of our issues come from hormones. Um, and, uh, not that men don't deal, you know, the whole hormone thing also, but it's different than, than with women. So, you know, sometimes this stuff doesn't work. And that's what I meant before by, you know, experiment with a little bit of everything until you find the one thing that works because it's because your boyfriend husband you know guy friend or whatever did this and lost like ridiculous amounts of weight doesn't mean that it's going to happen for you and that could be very frustrating yeah it's frustrating demoralizing men always lose men lose weight a lot faster than women it it just always happens yeah But again, there is no perfect weight loss diet. You need to experiment, which then brings us to what we have done. So go ahead. What have you done? So what I'm actively doing, actually, I literally started this like right in the beginning of the new year, um, January 3rd, actually, um, is the, is the, is Noom, actually, which Um, some of you may have seen the commercials, um, in the past few years, or if you've never heard of it, it's basically, um, I, it's like, it's like this wellness and health and health, uh, program where they do have aspects of the nutrition and, you know, weight loss aspect to it. Um, but the thing that makes them different from say, you know, Weight Watchers or Jenny Craig or any of those other dieting nutrition plans is that they actually introduce a lot of psychology into the program. So what I was doing was, okay, so there's the part of the program where, you know, you do things like, oh, you know, let's keep track of, you know, how much exercise you're doing every day. Um, also doing the food logging, which actually, regardless of what diet or non-diet you're doing, food logging is 100% a really good tool for you to use because for so many people, one of the reasons why they gain a lot of weight is because they just eat whatever the hell they want without thinking about the consequences. And it's like, well, if you're food logging you're kind of forcing yourself to acknowledge in black and white what the hell I ate today. And also part of the food logging will also, especially if you're using like apps and programs to do this, is that it will include things like calorie counts for the thing you just shoved down your throat uh, at lunchtime today. And Again, it forces you to look at actual numbers telling you, well, okay, if my hamburger, if this like hamburger deluxe I'm eating is like 450 calories, well, I have to acknowledge I ate 450 calories today, you know, for my lunch, you know, things like that. But the other thing with Noom was that it, they also include um, some, uh, I guess, like lessons, they call it. 
uh, they're usually like five minutes or less per lesson. And, you know, some of them um, is just text only, uh, but a lot of them, especially the uh, earlier uh, levels of the lessons, um, actually will include both audio and the text. So you have the choice of whether you want to listen to, you know, one of their cast members, you know, reading the lecture to you, which is convenient if you're like, you know, one of those people who likes to jog or hike outdoors and, you know, you want to listen to something while you're doing it or, you know, you or for or whatever, or, you know, if you want to actually read the lecture, you can read it. But, you know, they'll, they'll cover like all these different topics, like they'll cover nutrition topics, but they'll also actually do these lessons where they talk about, um, you know, things that are like more like affirmations, like, you know, you can do this, you know, we believe in you and, you know, you, you know, or things like you may think that, you know, by eating your hamburger for lunch today that you have fallen off the wagon. It's all a disaster. The world is ending. But no, no, this is just one thing that happened today. But tomorrow is another day to, you know, do it again. So you don't have to feel like, oh, I did this one bad thing and it and oh my god, the world is fall, you know, falling apart. It's not. It's just one thing that happened to you today and tomorrow is another chance to do better and, you know, so there's hope for you, which is the thing that always throws people off when they do diets or whatever is that they think, "Oh no, I ate half of a pizza pie instead of, you know, just the two slices that I said I would only eat, you know. Don't guilt trip yourself into thinking like, you know, I screwed up and it's all over. What is the point? You know, don't give up. It, you know, just, just pick up where you, you know, you fell and keep on going. You will get there. And I've definitely had a couple of days, especially like, you know, with people's birthday parties and because, you know, we're still in the winter months, there there have been like some celebrations happening where I probably did eat more than I should have for those reasons, but I just kept at it. And so far I have lost, um, well, I've kept off is actually the better term because you could lose a couple pounds here and there, but what really matters is did you keep it off? You know, mm-hmm. but yeah, but so far I've kept off seven pounds since I started noon, which I am very happy about because that is seven pounds that I didn't think I could do before. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So, awesome. yeah, I mean, like, yeah, exactly. So, you know, but yeah, I, I really like noon. Um, it was a struggle at first because the stupid thing was, was that I started noom after i had already done you know done grocery shopping for the week which is a problem because if you started noom before you know your upcoming you know grocery shopping trip for the week you could give yourself a little bit of time to plan out okay i'm going to change you know like what i eat for breakfast you know starting now so because I'm going to go shopping uh, for my groceries tomorrow, I can work out, well, okay, let me figure out what is a healthier breakfast I'm going to start eating. Things like that. But, you know, after like the first week or so, once I got over that annoyance that like whatever I have in the house is what I had in the house, um, I started making the changes of like what I was eating and, you know, I started losing a pound here or here and there. And then... To my shock, I actually kept it off, and then I started losing more and more and more, and I actually started keeping it off. And yeah, I'm happy, and I'm getting closer to my goal, which is to lose 10 pounds. That's cool. That's awesome. Yay. Yeah. That's... Um, so I've tried various different, you know, I've done the Weight Watchers, I've done Jenny Craig, I've done Nutrisystem, I've done keto and then you know weight watchers and keto are probably the two that I did the best on and again that was without doing any physical activity other than like you know walking um 
So, you know, now that I'm doing the more physical aspect, you know, my big thing is making sure, especially on the days that I'm working out, I have plenty of protein so that I don't, you know, feel like gross um, during my workout. I uh, have cut my carb intake. I haven't gone back to full keto, but I'm trying to eliminate a lot of those, you know, bad carbs, those, you know, a lot of the pastas and the, you know, white bread and, you know, things like that. And a lot of starches as well. I'm trying not to have too many starches. So like white potatoes or corn or things like that every once in a while, but just trying to alleviate that. I also, unfortunately, because I love it, I have to cut my salt intake because I have discovered that I retain a lot of water. And probably because I just have so much salt. I eat salt with pretty much every meal. I love salt. So that is an unfortunate event that I have to come back on. <laughs> but right. yeah, I'm, I'm a very high protein, high fat, um, lower carb diet. And, uh, or plan, I should say, because it's not really a diet. So, but again, I allow myself to indulge. I have indulged a little bit too much recently. It's something that I am now going to force myself to cut back. My issue is on the days that I work from home, which I think more people actually find that weird because if I'm home, why can't I just, you know, eat the healthier food? And it's just my family just doesn't make it easy. So that's, I have to start keeping food off to the side just for myself for those days. But like the days that like I actually go into like, you know, my office and, and I have like a, a schedule, it is definitely a lot easier for me to keep up. When I'm home, I'm so engrossed in work that I don't eat enough. Right. And I, you know, and it kind of started with Weight Watchers, but especially now that I'm working out, like I have to eat tiny little meals throughout the day, not just like three big meals or whatever. I may do like one big meal a day, but like I need to eat something a couple of times, you know, at least six times, five to six times a day. So whether it's, you know, in between breakfast and lunch is, you know, some cashews or you know, something like that. Uh, and then in between like lunch and dinner would be Greek yogurt and, you know, some just something to constantly keep my metabolism going. I have tried to do like the not eat breakfast in the morning in the past. And I, my body is just so used to it. And I want to kickstart that, my metabolism right off the bat. So even like on weekends, I eat within the first hour of waking up just to get that metabolism started. Right. My thing is to keep it going <laughs> throughout the day. That's my yeah. biggest thing. So mm -hmm. that's, that's kind of like what I'm doing now. And I kind of take little things of what I learned from each of the different diets. I, I'm not following like a, uh, an actual plan right now. It's kind of me just experimenting to see what works and what doesn't. And, you know, kind of going from there, you know, talking to my personal trainer, seeing what he says. And his thing, I think, for me, is more of cutting the salt intake, which is just the saddest thing I've ever heard. So, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what I'm doing right now. But, again, like, as I mentioned at the beginning, I'm either full-blown nutrition or full-blown fitness. And since I started this challenge, I've been focused more on the fitness aspect than the nutrition aspect. So now that I've gotten to the point where the fitness has become second nature, I can now start focusing more on the nutrition and getting that, you know, up to the same as the fitness. And then, you know, in the next couple of weeks or months or whatever, I should be good to go and I'll start losing inches like crazy. But like I said, I just... I had my 90 days yesterday and my waist, I lost five inches in three months. So I was pretty happy Yay. with that. I was pretty happy with that. You know, I mean, yes, always would love to do more. I think everyone would, you know, no one's 
perfectly happy, but you know, not too, not too shabby. I was happy with that. Yeah. So, so going off of that, can talk a little bit about fitness before we we close out. Um, I know you don't. You you've mentioned you don't do a lot of fitness. <laughs> yeah, I I don't. I mean, the most like I'm like most people where um probably the most strenuous thing I do is like I'm walking two or three miles every day or at least the equivalent if I'm working from home and like I'm not going outside but you know if I'm I live in a house so you know if I'm going up and down the stairs I'm pacing around I'm doing household chores you know over the course of a day you do end up walking actually about two or three miles depending on what you're doing exactly but you know i mean so like for most people that's probably what they typically do and that's perfectly fine if anything it's actually something you we all could do more of because it is such a simple basic form of exercise that literally anyone can do there's no special equipment involved yeah you can always there there is always a way to squeeze in five minutes to get up off your butt and just walk around Yep. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So for me, as I mentioned, uh, I just started a year long challenge with my personal trainer, who's actually a friend of mine. It's not through a gym. This is his own thing. So like I go to his house and stuff like that. I actually started working out with him in 2019, the fall of 2019. And we just did maybe one to two times a week with my work schedule and everything. That was really the only thing I could do obviously the pandemic kind of put a hold on everything so I didn't work out for most of 2020 but got back into it and then um, my schedule kind of cleared up after the fall of 2021 and he and I came up with this challenge where the goal is to try and get up to like five to six times a week uh, working out I don't know if I can do the six days just because of you know my schedule I just don't you know but We'll see. It's an hour workout. Right now, I'm up to four times a week. Um, and I do a lot of weight-based training. But we do a little bit of everything. You know, we do the cardio. We do the stretching. Um, and then, obviously, the weight-based. So, if you, you know, don't know the proper body mechanics for a lot of the exercises, even something as simple as a squat or a lunge or, you know, whatever. And if you're working with certain pieces of equipment, I'm not saying to necessarily get a personal trainer. I know that they're expensive and I know not everyone can afford it. I couldn't. It was only that I made this deal with, with my trainer who, again, just happened to be a friend of mine. So, you know, I know the expense is there and, you know, but at the same time, you do not want to get hurt. Because even people being trained can get an injury. You just do something, you know, you twist the wrong way or whatever. Injuries happen, unfortunately, when you're working out. It just, you know, it, it can happen regardless. But you really want to just make sure that you're doing things properly. So if you don't necessarily want to get a personal trainer, which, again, is perfectly fine, see if you can find somebody who just knows what they're doing and have them you know, make sure that you're doing things the right way, especially when it comes to weight. You don't want to push yourself too hard to where you're, you know, adding weight onto you while you're doing certain things. And then that's how you get hurt. That's how you tear muscles. That's how you, you know, injure your back. I, you know, work in the healthcare system and deal a lot with spine injuries and stuff like that. So, and I myself had one, I had back surgery uh, almost 10 years ago, not exercise related, but even still. So, you know, you really just want to make sure body mechanics is so important. Making sure you're doing these exercises correctly is so important. So that's my advice to to anybody who's just starting off is don't just go in there blind and, you know, you see these people at the gym who are doing certain things and you just, you know, go out there and start doing it. You're going to get hurt. So that's why I actually went to a uh, trainer because I have my, ba- my back injury the last thing I want to do is injure it further and need more back surgery so I wanted to make sure that anything that I did I 
had someone who knew what they were doing. And it's, it, it is paying off. Now, again, you can still get hurt. Like we had a couple weeks where my back flared up, you know, it was more muscular. Uh, it wasn't like the actual, my actual spine, but you know, I don't play when it comes to my back. So you have to also listen to your body when your body's telling you no it means to stop and to rest. You should work different parts of your body out at a time. Yes. Like tonight, my, my workout tonight, we did a full body. And we worked on, you know, all different parts of the body. But, you know, uh, yesterday I worked on the pushing motion. So I did a lot of bench presses. I did, you know, rows. I did, you know, all different things. Same thing. Or, no, I'm sorry. I did pulling. So I did deadlifts. I did rows. I did things like that. When I'm doing the pushing motion, I do bench presses. Obviously, legs, we do a lot of squats and things like that. So you want to work different parts of your body out at different times so that while you're on to the next body part, the body part that you had previously worked on, it's a chance to heal. If you're constantly just doing full body workouts every single time, you're never going to allow your, your muscles to heal. So it's a little something for you. Um, fun fact which it's not really fun, but starting after the age of 30, people can lose three to 5% of their muscle mass per decade. Joy. So, <laughs> yeah. Woohoo. Uh, so yeah, I'm not, I'm not telling everyone to go out there and just start like, you know, bench pressing, but straight strength training and a cardio routine can, you know, just help keep your muscles, uh, adequate i'll say um if you know you find it boring or things like that music is great yeah um they say working out in a group can improve um athletic performance as opposed to working out alone i personally prefer working out alone i know a lot of people that kind of feel that way especially when they're self-conscious like me um so that's that's me but uh, yeah, although like like you what you were mentioning before about you know uh, get like having uh, somebody to uh, help you out with like making sure you're doing stuff right. I would imagine that if you were gonna do like weight training, precisely because of the potential for injury is like, well, okay. I mean, any kind of exercise there is potential for injury, but it's like I would imagine weight lifting and all that would be arguably the most dangerous uh, actually for injury potential mm -hmm. so i would imagine when you're doing you know weightlifting, like at least those days where you're doing it you would want to have like a buddy or somebody working out with you to make sure like you're not gonna lift up things that are heavier than what you are really capable of doing yeah. that sort of thing yeah no absolutely so cardio there's a lot of people that only do cardio. Too much cardio can actually prevent fat loss. So like if you're trying to lose weight and all you do is go on the elliptical and that's the only workout that you're doing, initially you may be fine. However, it causes your body to adapt to that routine and it actually stops the weight loss process. Where if you do cardio and then another type of exercise you're constantly putting your body through that shock of changing and that's how you know you start losing weight right um it can take up to 12 weeks for the workout to start working so when you start working out you may not see results immediately in fact you most likely will not see results immediately can take up to 12 weeks, so between three to four months of consistently working out to start seeing either the weight loss or the inches or whatever. So if you are, you know, working out and it's only been a couple weeks or whatever, give yourself some time. Don't freak out. You'll eventually start seeing the results um, as, you, as you go along. Because again, your body goes into shock. So when your body goes into shock, it's, it tries to fix itself. So you have to get your body almost 
not used to it because I know I just said like in cardio, like if it gets used to it, whatever, but like it needs to get into like that grind with you to be like, okay, this is, this is our new thing. Got it. All right. Let's start going. <laughs> like, you know, so, but yeah, that's uh, some, some facts about fitness. Yep. You know, again, I'm not a professional um, in terms of nutrition or fitness. I'm just spreading what I know from either personal experience and or being told from, you know, people who have experience or knowledge. So, you know, wanting to kind of share along, you know, with our journeys and things like that. We don't pretend to be, you know, professionals that are telling you, you need to do this, this, and this. You know, it's trying to spread the word. Obviously, the healthier you are, better. It is, it is what it is. But at the same time, you want to be comfortable in your body. You want to be healthier, make sure that your heart is healthy and things like that. So these are different things that can help. But the main thing is, you know, learning what works for you because not everyone is the same. What works for somebody may not work for you. So Trial and error is your best friend, as annoying as it is. Uh, That's my biggest suggestion, is trial and error. Try different diets until you find the one that you notice actually helps. Um, You know, working out, either find a group of friends, do, you know, different things, find a personal trainer, find someone who just has some knowledge to help you out, and see what you like. You know, when I first worked out, I um I was more into like the kickboxing, you know, that type of thing. And then we started doing the weightlifting stuff and I love it. I love the weightlifting stuff. Hate cardio. Still do it because it's important, but I hate it. I absolutely despise it. And my, my trainer laughs at me because he knows, but you're gonna find something that you like and just, you know, and then and then working out won't be so bad. I'm, I'm telling you, I was one of those people that hated it. And now I actually enjoy working out. So that's all I can say. Right. And um, I guess like before we uh, sign off, I guess if you guys listening to this are also, you know, are like in a situation where you're, you know, you haven't been doing anything, but you've been thinking about it, just know that you don't have to run headlong into, you know, oh, I must do, you know, all these exercises like five times a week and I must, you know, go on a keto diet or whatever. It's, you know, you just start off with a couple of changes here and there. And over time, as you add more and more changes, you will start getting some kind of a result. And if you don't see a result, then well, clearly something you're doing is not working. So you may want to rethink what you're doing and maybe try something else. But don't ever feel like this is an impossible thing that like I must do all these drastic changes. It doesn't have to be drastic. It's just a matter of you start introducing one thing. And then maybe next week you add in another thing. You know, if you if you go at, at like a, a pace like that, maybe that would end up really changing things up for you. And also, don't think that you can suddenly lose 20 pounds in like, I don't know, the next four months and then you can just go back to the way it was before. No, you have to figure out um, what changes are reasonable changes that you can consistently do. And that is what you're going to do going forward for the rest of your life. That's the real secret to, you know, if your plan, if your goal was, oh, you know, I want to drop 50 pounds, then you know what? You're never going to lose that 50 pounds you want to lose if you don't make changes that you can reasonably do. Uh, for the rest of your life, you know. So don't think that, well, okay, I want to go on a keto diet. It's going to make me lose weight. Well, it may help you lose weight, but can you honestly say you can stick with a keto diet like the rest of your life? You know? Mm-hmm. Those are the things you have to think, to think about. Okay, so before we close out, as usual, uh, we have an email address where you can send us questions, comments, 
uh, criticisms on how to improve our show, um, you can email us at threefatesdecide at gmail.com. It's the title of our podcast, all in one word, and the three is spelled out. And you can also reach us on Instagram at threefatesdecide. The three is spelled out. And feel free to send us DMs. Let us know what you think. We love feedback. Thanks for listening, everyone. Catch us next time. And see what we're going to talk about. Because the three fates decide.